Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line. So glad you could be here. I'm glad to be here. You're glad to be here. We're all just glad people now, aren't we? We got something going on with the sound settings today. I don't know what that is, but it just sounds weird on my end. Let's see if I can do a little this and do a little that. If this comes off quiet, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I don't know what's what's happening. Uh, but thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. And thank you for taking the time to uh, watch us on YouTube. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. Before we get into it, y'all know the drill. Vapor Forge out on 280, baby. They're going to take care of you. They want to make sure we have all your vaping needs under control. Also, Delta 8. You may not know what Delta 8 is. Uh, we'll just say it's from the CBD realm, from the cannabis realm 100 legal 100 safe if you want to know more about it you can get in touch with these guys they will take care of you um make sure you check that out or you can contact me and i can give you some info on it if you would like but they've got uh they got everything you could ever want 4673 highway 280 east right here in birmingham next to bailey brothers on 280 205 874 9010 8749010 if you want to call them and they will uh they'll talk to you. If you just need a friend to talk to, just call them. Don't tell them I told you to do that, but uh you can do that. Um it has been a wild weekend to say the least. Uh for those of you keeping up with me on social media, you know P Diddy has been uh in tournament basketball tournament mode. And we have our tournament currently going on. Well, uh, we went undefeated on the season, had a really good season. Then we got to the tournament, and there was a couple of games that were like pre-tournament games, I guess, that just kind of created, excuse me, created the placement for where you ended up on the bracket in the tournament. Um, we lost to one of those games to a team in Gardendale. Now, some of y'all, y'all don't have any clue where that is, but those of you in Alabama, you know Gardendale. Um, we lost to them, like, by the slimmest of margins, just a point or two, right at the end of the game. And we thought, well, we'll, we'll get to play them again and get some revenge or whatever. Um, so we go through the tournament. We're playing back-to-back -back games. We're cruising through the tournament. And then Sunday, we run into Gardendale again. Now, this is how this tournament is set up. In our game against Gardendale, the winner automatically advanced to the championship that will be on Thursday night. The loser has to play the following day, Monday, in an extra game, dropping down to what they call the loser's bracket, but whoever wins that matchup in the loser's bracket moves on to the championship against what is now Gardendale. So we were going head-to-head -head with uh, uh, Gardendale. I I'm going to say, and if some of y'all are Gardendale people that listen to this show, I'm, I'm sorry, and I'm sure you're a very nice person. I'm, I don't, I'm not projecting this onto you. 
but there is something in the water in Gardendale that's causing the parents of 9, 10, and 11-year-old basketball players to act like absolute lunatics. I mean, act crazy as hell. It's beyond anything I've ever seen. And, and we've got some parents on our side that get ruckus, but we looked like a church choir compared to this group. Absolutely insane. And I kind of thought the same thing about their coach when we played them the first time. Well, then we get to Sunday's game, and parents are acting just like they were the first time around. But the coach was being a little over the top, and he was, you know, yelling across the court to his players, taking shots at our guys, you know, saying, oh, this guy ain't got nothing, he can't do nothing, you just do X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever, it's competition, you're working to get your kids, you know, hyped up or whatever the case. But you are taking shots at people's kids right in front of them. You know, you got to have a little self-awareness, buddy. When you're dealing with 9, 10, and 11-year-olds. Nonetheless, the game goes on. And it's it's getting dicey. We're down to... We're starting the fourth period, right? And there was a moment where the ball got kicked across the court. So it's rolling down the side of the court in front of the two benches where our coach and their coach is on the sidelines, on the court side. Our coach, who is an absolute stand-up guy, love this guy to death, goes to grab the ball, the basketball, that's rolling across the court so he can then toss it back to the refs, Okay. Normal behavior that's happened almost every game. The ball's rolling. I mean, we in the crowd, if the ball comes towards us, it happened uh, on Saturday's game. I caught the ball and I tossed it to the ref. It was a horrible throw and I was embarrassed because I wasn't paying attention, but that's another story for another day. Coach goes to pick up the ball and then Gardendale's coach, and I don't know this guy's name, but I don't have... Well, I was going to say I don't have much respect for him. I got zero respect for the guy because he acted like a buffoon. Runs up to our coach, starts slapping the ball out of his hands and gets up in his face, starts puffing up his chest like he's going to start swinging. And our coach, kind of confused, jumps up and looks at the guy. He's like, what are you going to do? And at that point, the referees step in and kick both of our coaches out. It was absolutely disgusting behavior to do in front of a 9, 10, 11 year old. Absolutely disgusting, but at fault was this Gardendale coach, which is apparently a direct reflection on I would say a good chunk of the parents of those children. The children, the the Gardendale players, even though, yeah, I'm not going to say anything about the kids, but they were more well behaved than anybody else in that place. And it's shocking because when when their examples in their life are those parents and that coach, they're pretty much doomed. But they kept their composure while the adults did not. So that's why my question is, what in the world is in, in the water in Fulton, in Gardendale? But I really thought about it today, and this is not what the show's about, but I'm just, I've been holding on to this for a minute. Why was the Gardendale coach, the opposing team's coach, so adamant about our coach not touching the basketball? Because it's not against the rules. It's not a penalty. 
why was he because I mean he was he, he was so adamant about our coach not touching the ball that he was ready to start throwing haymakers. That's the demeanor this guy had in that moment. Why was he so adamant about that? Is there something going on with the ball that you don't want us want us to know is the case? Is the is it a special ball? Has it got not enough air pressure, or is it, is it a smaller size that our kids aren't used to? What's the deal? But he did not want him touching that ball. And it was very strange with even more bizarre behavior. So my hope is, and I hope everybody that watches and listens to this podcast will pull for us. My hope is that we can get through our game on Monday night, whenever you're watching this, Monday uh February 22nd and then make it to the championship game that following Thursday where we will play that same team. They beat us by 2 points today so they advanced. We've got to play the one more game. But pull for P Diddy's team for us to get to that championship game and get sweet revenge against adults who don't know how to act like adults. That's all I ask. If y'all could hook us up with that, I would greatly appreciate it because this is high pressure situation. It's very stressful. I've, you know, obviously gone to Ola Payton sports games, no matter what it is. This tournament is is more high stress than I've ever experienced in any of his days playing sports. And it's funny also because coach, um, our coach, <laughs> I told him before the game, I was like, um, I'm going to need y'all to do something because the doctor's about to have to put me on heart medication. He's like, I feel you, man. But listen, all you got to remember, it's 9 and 10-year-olds. That's all you got to remember. He said that to me. <laughs> and then I thought at the end of the game, man, so much for that. And again, he didn't do anything wrong. He he was in the right. He did exactly what he had to do. He wasn't yelling insults over at, over at the other coach. That coach was towards our coach and our players. But the dude is a, a, an idiot. Uh, that's the say the least. He acted like a complete idiot. And I would hope the officials in that league at least take a look at this dude's behavior. If you want to do that in high school, it's fine. College sports, absolutely. Whatever you want to do. But 9 and 10 year olds, it's not how we act, sir. That is not how we act. All right. I know we normally go politics and stuff like that on this show. Uh, I'm going to steer away from that. And we may do that from time to time as well as we try to blend this into a beautiful channel that has diversity and a little bit of everything, as you see with Trish and I doing our conspiracy theory stuff and whatever else. But I saw this story, and I wanted to bring it to you guys. The headline says, mom accused of leaving kids at motel to go to work. Okay? And this is the young lady. She is a mother accused of leaving her two daughters alone in a Motel 6 room while she was at work. And it has prompted mixed reactions on social media. So you got a mom who, I don't know if... She's homeless or why why they're in a hotel. We may find out later in this story. But she says, I got to go to work. So I've got to leave my 
two young daughters here at the Motel 6. Okay. And if we're being honest, staying at a hotel in certain parts of town are better than others, right? As far as your safety's concerned. Whether you got panhandlers or whatever else, you know what I'm saying. Okay, this is not, I'm not saying anything controversial. It's just common sense. But still, to leave them at any hotel seems a bit odd. Doing it at your own home, if you've got things in place, I guess, depending on the age, you can do that if they're a little bit older or if they have an older sibling or whatever the case. But at a motel, it just seems like a bad idea because it's almost like you're just leaving them on the streets, right? Cheyenne Bell is her name. Cheyenne Bell, the mother of three children, is accused of leaving her daughter's Faith, who is nine years old, Jade, who is three years old, in a Liberty, Ohio Motel 6 room where she has been living. Her seven-year-old, Jashan, was not with them at the time. So, she's living in this hotel. Apparently, you know, I don't know the circumstances, but she's living out of the hotel, and she had to go work, and she left a nine-year-old and a three-year-old daughter at the Motel 6 alone. She said, My kids bring me joy. They make me laugh. They're my world. I would never do anything to harm my kids. My kids are everything to me. That's all I do is go to work and take care of my kids. That's all I do. But police arrested Belle last week while she was working at her job at Little Caesars. She said, I had to go to work. My daughter decided that she wanted to stay here. My daughter told me that this is where she wanted to be, and I felt that she was old enough to be able to stay here with her sister for a few hours because my job is right down the street. She ended up being charged with two counts of endangering children and spent one night in jail after the father of her children called police. Okay, see, here we go. You've got a situation where the dad called police on the mom once he found out the kids were staying at the Motel 6. My question is, okay, and this is... I, I'm I'm assuming a lot here because I don't I don't know the situation. But why not, as the dad, unless there's just no communication going on, say, "Well, I'll take the kids while you're working." And even if dad's in a situation where he can't, you know, he can't keep them overnight or through the week or whatever, say, "I'll keep them while you're working your few hours at Little Caesars." Her story gained a lot of attention across the country, both from supporters and those criticizing her decisions. Someone set up a GoFundMe account to support Belle and her children with a goal of $5,000. And as of Saturday afternoon, the account has raised more than $152,000. Belle said that she plans to use the money from the fundraiser to buy a house for her children. Or for her and her children, obviously. Um, it's kind of an odd situation, I guess. Uh, there is, and this is all my opinion, there is the fact that it's a single mom. She's out working and trying to provide for her kids. 
okay? In a very bad, tough situation, apparently, if you're living out of a Motel 6, I think we can all agree that that would be tough to raise a family and just, just to do life in general. Even if you're an adult, you want a, a solid, you know, place that you call home, that you go to every every night. But she's out here trying to work and make the money for her kids, to feed her kids, to pay for the motel, whatever else. But on the other hand, what a horrible, horrible parenting decision. They'll leave your kids in a Motel 6. I can't give this lady a pass because I feel like it is common sense that you wouldn't want to leave your kids. At the Motel 6. That maybe, maybe there's a break room at the Little Caesars or something that you can bring the kids with her. Because it sounds like, according to her statement to one of the local news outlets, is that the older kid, the nine-year-old, said, Oh, I, I want to stay here. I don't want to go, I'm assuming, to work with you. I want to stay here and I'll take care of the three-year-old. And Mama said, Okay, cool. I'm going to go to work. At that point, it, it sounds as if you allowed the nine-year-old to make a decision. Which is the first sign that the nine-year-old is not mature enough to be hanging out at a Motel 6 by herself. I'm sure she's a great kid. Both of them. I'm sure they're great kids. But it's a bad idea to let the kid make the decision. And even if you're not letting the kid make the decision and you're doing this all on your own, it is a bad idea to leave them there. Now, as far as raising money, you know, uh, I get why people are doing it. They're looking at this as a situation where she's trying to just maybe get her life together after some bad decisions or, you know, things didn't turn out the way she thought they would. But you're also rewarding that behavior. Now, if this turns into a deal where Miss Bell gets this $150,000 from this GoFundMe and does purchase a house or gets an apartment or something where you've got, you know, plenty of money to pay for it for an extended amount of time until you can get back on your feet, that's fantastic. That's because what, what I'm concerned about in this situation is the children. And that would be a positive thing for the children. But at the same time, what does that message send to someone who made a very horrible parenting decision? Because again, I, I can't help but go back to the fact that she made it seem as if the kid got to make the decision on whether or not they were going to stay at the Motel 6. Again, I don't know what part of town this is. This could be a fantastic, nice part of town without a lot of crime, or it could be a really bad side of town. It's in Liberty, Ohio, and I know nothing about Liberty, Ohio. But she gets arrested for leaving her kids at a hotel, motel, holiday, and, and is rewarded with $150,000. 
whoever it is that set up the GoFundMe, I would hope is going to be responsible enough to walk her through, hold her hand and walk her through the, the process of buying a home. Like buying a, a, a steady home, apartment, whatever. And they're not just going to hand over a wad of $150,000. Because I could see that going downhill. She's not the best decision maker. <laughs> she, she's already proven that. So hopefully, it'll be done the right way. And it will benefit, again, the children. Who are the ones really suffering from this. And also the dad. We need more play with the dad. Like, what was his deal? Why couldn't he keep the kids while she had to work? It's a simple question. I think it would be uh, nice to know. What's your thoughts? Like, comment below. Tell me what you think. If you're listening on the audio podcast, make sure you go over to youtube.com slash over the line. And comment on there. Tell us uh, what you think should be happening with this lady. Is it somebody who was just uh, working hard trying to provide for the family and she deserves that money? Or is she a horrible parent and does not deserve to be rewarded for such behavior? Hope you enjoyed this episode. This is the kind of thing we're going to do from time to time. So we'll get back to politics before you know it. So don't worry. We're not changing the whole scheme. But again, like, comment, subscribe, get on all our social medias, watch all of our videos that you've missed on YouTube, and show us some love. We would greatly appreciate it. Until next time, see you, cool.